With your permission, I'm recording. We're talking with Springfield School Superintendent Jennifer Gill, District 186, back from spring bank break and engaged now in remote learning. So, Superintendent, a couple of days into this, how's it going so far? You know, so far, I think we're, we're navigating the new system well, uh, just trying to get uh, families encouraged to make sure that they are having their students get online and, and check the teacher's website to see where they can locate their assignments and class meeting schedules and, and all of the information that they need. The last time we spoke, you said this was still kind of a work in progress as to what shape this was, was going to take. So how would you describe it now? Are, are teachers going live online? Are they just sending out instructions to students on assignments? How is instruction actually taking place? Well, I think we're, we're in sort of a blended phase where some of it is live and then other parts are students doing assignments and teachers providing feedback to students. Uh, via chat rooms or other tools where you can give feedback on written assignments. So I think you see a blended approach uh, to this, and teachers are utilizing um, a variety of formats to reach out and engage with students and trying to just learn and navigate a very new system for educating as well as a very new system for learning is a challenge when you didn't have any, you know, true preparation face-to-face. Uh, but I think we're, we're we're getting by well, and I think you see a blended approach. Uh, I understand that the district acquired a a platform called Canvas that was intended to facilitate this. Is that being used, and, and what does it actually do to enhance this process? So it's much like if you take any type of a college course and you do an online platform, uh, you will have something that is a portal, a place where all of the information is held, uh, where you can provide feedback, where you can provide uh, chat room you know, options for office hours, where you can post all of the different websites and assignments uh, that you want a student to be able to access in kind of a one-stop shop. Um, so once again, we had over 100 teachers take uh, training on that on Monday on their own time. Uh, they were able to come on and we were able to give them some professional development support uh, to learn about Canvas. We have many teachers that have it up and going. Others are still very much in the exploration stage. And we also use Google Classroom. Um, Google, Google Classroom and Canvas can work together. Uh, and teachers are, are that were already up and going on Google Classroom are slowly looking at, at how they can uh, have those two work together. Um, but we do think it's a great learning management system. Both Lincoln Land and UIS are moving uh, to Canvas um, in the coming months. So uh, we do know that that's going to be great for our dual credit uh, teachers uh, that are teaching at, at Lincoln Land and at UIS and for the students who may be taking dual credit courses as all well to have the same platform. How much did it cost for the district to uh, obtain that? 14 months with $69,000, and we are going to be able to use our CARES Act uh, relief money that the district will be receiving that um, is specifically for online platforms and online support uh, for, t- for students. Can, can you say at this point what percentage of teachers are actually using it right at the moment? I can't tell you right now because today we could have had 10 more teachers pop on. That's how quickly this is up and going. Um, across the district. So we have many teachers that are using it. I can't give you the statistics right now. Uh, you, you said 100 took training on it. How many teachers total in the district? There's 1,200 teachers in the district, but some of those are pre-K teachers and those who this wouldn't be appropriate for their use. We're not paying for those students to use that platform. 
How uh, how are students being assessed during all of this? It seems like th- this is varying from district to district. What's the policy in District 186 in terms of how students will be graded or will they, in fact, be graded for this work? Um, during the fourth quarter, they will be graded for their work. Um, they will get feedback from teachers. Our hope is that the move will be towards really giving a lot of feedback and support for students in their learning um, during this time, we know that it's going to be challenging. Uh, the equitability of all of this is uh, very different across households. Some are doing their schooling in the evening because parents are working during the day. Uh, some are up in the morning doing the work. So we know that the equity across homes is, is diverse. And that one thing that we did uh, was supply all the computers for, for the students so that we can hopefully uh, bridge that gap. But grades will be given. Uh, It's a little different in that the remote guidelines from the State Board of Education has asked us, and we agree, to not do harm to any students because of this uh, possible equity gap that families are facing. Uh, We wanted to do everything to bridge that with the technology, um, but we do know that it will be hard for some families. So whatever grade they receive third quarter is also the grade that they will get at the end of the year, but they can improve upon that grade. So, for instance, if they had a C in third quarter, they can work hard during this fourth quarter and perhaps raise their grade to a B or an A, or they will get a C and they won't go any lower than that so that we don't do any harm uh, to students during this time. And if kids just simply don't do any of the work here in these next several weeks, is there any consequence for that, any way to, to try to bring them back into more active learning? Well, we are going to make sure that we're reaching out. Um, on Fridays, we're going to be assessing which students are great, are engaging in learning and which ones are not. Uh, so after Friday, we'll know how many students have actually engaged in learning across the district and how many have not. And we'll be actually calling families directly, doing everything we can to reach out to families to let them know that learning is occurring and that their children need to be um, engaged if they still haven't been able to pick up a computer. We'll make those available um, throughout this whole process and making sure that they're engaging um, in the learning, but they are in jeopardy of receiving an incomplete if they don't uh, engage at all. And um, uh, and so the incomplete, as you said, though, if if they're basically held harmless uh, in this quarter, does that have any real uh, meaning then if a student gets incompletes, multiple incompletes uh, yes, even? It, it, it does, because if, if it's an incomplete, then they'll have to show us that they can master the work that we've provided during this time. And that would be done during the summer months or, or perhaps during uh, the fall before we could give them those credits. So perhaps they have to do some extra work in the fall or some work in the summer if they don't engage during these next seven weeks. So potentially students could even wind up being held back if they're not displaying sufficient mastery um, of the subject. No, I don't, I don't think we'll hold them back, but we'll hold them accountable for the work. Uh, do you feel confident that uh, all families in the district now do have access to both the uh, the, the computer hardware and also the uh, the broadband access? I know the city arranged for a number of uh, portable hotspots uh, to be given to yeah. District 186 households. So how close are we to 100% of, of families having the, the kind of technology they need to participate? We sent out a survey the first week that we were on our stay-at-home orders because we realized that we were, although at that point we're in active God days, 
we do realize that there are families who do not have internet access or their home's not close enough to a hotspot in our community to be able to pick up uh, any internet service. So this partnership with the city was great. They bought the devices and we're going to pay for the service uh, during this time so that we can uh, provide loaner hotspots to our families that, that, that told us in the survey that they needed those uh, devices. And we, we did contact all those families and our pickup is, is tomorrow for that. Um, and so we're hoping that this last step of getting those devices in their homes will help us have as close to 100% um, as we possibly can. What's your sense as to how successful this can be when uh, students are not right there directly in the classroom? It would seem to be harder to have kind of one-on-one interaction with students. Can, can this work? Can students get the kind of education you want them to have for the remainder of however long we're, we're in this situation? You know, I'm a proponent of in-person instruction, and, and I believe that we should always, you know, have school and and a structure of school, but during these very uncertain times and and rightfully so scary times, um, I do think we can do our very best to provide as much direct instruction um, as we can through through internet services. It's always going to be um, much different than being able to uh, be one on one with each other and, and build um, relationships. And I had a couple teachers recently. I'll reach out and say, boy, I can't wait to get back to, to my traditional classroom and, and just greet them each and every day and build those relationships. It's so hard online. So I think it's a, a, a yes and a no. I, I struggle with us being able to make those one-on-one connections like we do when we're in the classroom. Uh, but during these times when we have to be safe, I think we make the best of it. And we work hard as teachers to learn some new skills and new platforms that we might need. Um, Yesterday, I was able to write to the teachers a little bit. I I send out daily communications to families, uh, teachers, and administrators across the district. And I said that, you know, this is the time when this uh, notion of social contagion happens. And it's based on an author, Michael Fullen. And it says, you know, it's when one teacher teaches another teacher how to do something different. And we learn from one another and we see a good idea and we start to spread we're all in a new way of teaching that we've never been tasked to do before. We're in it overnight. And I can't thank my staff enough um, for kind of rising to the challenge and trying some new things and uh, helping to be organized online through teaching. It's very difficult. And we're also all raising our families and dealing with our families at home as well. So my hat's off to them and thanks to the families who are serving as teachers in their living rooms and kitchens and dining rooms. We, we can't thank you enough as well. Do you envision school restarting this spring? I really, um, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit on the pessimistic side of that, to be honest, because I just watched the news. Um, I know that large group gatherings have been discouraged, and school is just that. It's a larger group gathering every day. Uh, looking ahead to the fall, uh, question number one is, will students returning to District 186 schools in the fall, whenever that happens, will they be prepared? Are they going to be much farther behind than what you would like for them to be at the start of a school year? You know, I think that all teachers in every subject, whether it's pre-K to to high school, chemistry or or math, is going to have to come in with the knowledge that students may need some some review and some catch-up growth uh, that we need to do at the beginning of the school year. 
Uh, we usually build in some extra weeks at the end of each quarter uh, for review of that quarter. And I think we're just going to have to use that time on the front end to make sure that any missing skills that happen um, are made up. I think that math classes and science classes, those are the ones where you're going to see um, those skills that need to be addressed um, because it's all a building block on, on each other. So we're we're ready and preparing and thinking ahead about that. And will this technology and these skills have any place going forward once students are back in the classroom? Do you envision, for example, if we have snow days next year, we just have students learning remotely from home rather than uh, just having to make up that day at the end of the year? Um, you know, that is something that many districts have gone to. It's called an e-learning plan. Uh, we would have to continue to have computers going home with students on a daily basis, and so that's something that the district needs to discuss. We have not in the past had technology going home in the backpacks every day. Uh, so if that is the plan, then we need to prepare and, and adjust for that, uh, because if that does happen, yes, you're, we could do snow days and do remote learning and not have to make those up at the end of the year. Superintendent, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Thanks. Have a good day. Bye now.